Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, February 16th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Eris Protocol comes to Migaloo, powered by White Whale. Let's take a listen. <laughs> all right, all right. So, I think let's get started here. Um, we got Eris Protocol with us today. Um, yeah. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself real quick and um, yeah, um, tell us what you're doing. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for having us here. So I'm Philip from Eris Protocol. We are a liquid staking derivative provider. That means you can um, stake your whale or your Luna with us. Um, and we give back this kind of receipt token. And in behind, we auto compound all the rewards. Um, that are happening that you will receive in behind and you will stay liquid and you can use uh, this kind of receipt token, the AMP token um, in some kind of lending markets and you just stay more liquid. It's it's a lot more capital efficient. And uh, in the future, there will be a lot of use cases like minting different stable coins or borrowing different assets and so on. So it's very useful in the Cosmos ecosystem. There are a lot of different... Uh, liquid staking derivative providers uh, in the cosmos. Um, our specialty is that we don't have any token. So uh, we try to, to bring you the best APY possible and don't extract any value from you. And the, the second thing what uh, makes us special is this kind of governance principle that, that, that we have thought of. Um, and it allows liquidity providers to vote for delegations. So, um, which validators will receive your delegation. Um, liquidity providers can vote for that and the same for the governance. So we don't want to have any kind of external token taking away the delegation and governance rights from the holders, but instead um, really make the people that have invested the most money in, in the ecosystem also be able to delegate and vote um, for the funds. Cool. Uh, that sounds great. Um, wh what is? Uh, tell us a little bit about your history, maybe. Um, how, how did you, get, you guys get together, and uh, where did you launch first? Um, okay, so we we, we started, uh, or at least I started in twenty twenty one on Terra, far before the crash. Uh, just getting a little bit involved in behind, uh, n nothing concrete. And yeah, we, we saw this kind of opportunity. There was this slow burn arbitrage mechanism. That means uh, you can uh, take, for example, Luna, swap it to B-Luna back then uh, from, from uh, Lido Finance, and then uh, slowly unbound it to, uh, to Luna again. And it was usually around 2 to 3% um, yeah, profit per circle. And this, this would generate around 30 to 40% APY. And 
back then there, there was a there were a lot of ways that that were using this kind of method and we wanted to build this kind of protocol and we started developing february uh, just before the crash uh, i i went full time into developing on terra then the crash happened and of course yeah it, it completely changed the landscape and back then we, we saw that uh, stake from from larry was not being continued being developed on uh, on terra 2 so we said hey we want to provide some kind of uh, community-based alternative to stata because we only saw um, the announcement from stata that they launched and we even launched before stata so we were a couple of days before stata on mainnet already so it was a really quick launch and we have received some uh, emergency allocation for, for getting started and just this january we also received a big grant from the terra community um, to yeah continue developing our vision and our vision is very detailed in in our docs if, if you like to, to look at it um, it's it has to do with we want to provide the best and most stable uh, liquid staking derivative uh, and environment because um, we, we also saw these kind of cascading liquidation that happened on the day of the crash and we want to counteract these so we, we want to provide deep pools and also provide this kind of slow burn arbitrage mechanism again um, and it's it's all for for the goal to provide a stable liquid staking derivative market because um, liquid staking will be everywhere in DeFi in the next bull run, in our opinion. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, by the way, can you guys uh, hear me okay? Yeah, all good for me. Oh, okay, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. Um, I, I, can't, I can't hear you very well, but, but that's okay. That's all right. I, I talked to you enough, right? Um, hey, hey, Philip, first of all, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Um, I just want to say that I'm, I'm very excited to have Eris on board, to have you guys deploying and, and building on Migaloo. Um, I think you bring a lot. Um, you, you, you bring a lot with you. And, and uh, you know, seeing what you've done on Terra, we're, we're all really impressed. And I, I you know, there are things that I we really like about your model, and I kind of want to drill down a little bit into that. And you touched on what makes you different, right, from, from other LSDs, because obviously there are several of them. But I want to drill down on that a little bit more. Um, specifically, you know, one of the issues that, that I, I don't know that I'd call it a concern, but it's certainly something to watch with other LSDs is, you know, the, the providers, they have a lot of control over their their validator set, right? Their whitelisted validators that are sort of reaping the benefits of, of these rewards. Um, you know, and, and that could, you know, that could get a little bit uh, political, bureaucratic, right? And and kind of cartelish um, if you let it get out of control, right? So um, why don't you just go into a little bit about your model um, and, and the gauges, right? And how you've kind of um, counter counteracted that. Yeah, so we, we saw exactly the same problem. We launched our protocol and we launched it with, I don't know, maybe eight validators. And it, it was based on our, our best opinion of validators we had. So uh, probably the, the validators that are most active in the community, um, but it still left out a lot of uh, validators. And we, we had a lot of discussions as well to onboard uh, validators or if, if validators did something that 
that was not the best for Eris, for example. And and this this is not good in in our opinion because it should be more market based. Um, uh, which kind of uh, validator gets the delegation? And so we we decided to design this kind of AMP governance we call it. And it has uh, yeah it, it has a model where you can lock user funds. The user can lock any kind of token. Okay, it depends on the uh, um, ecosystem, which kind of token. It can be, uh, for example, if, if we talk on, on, on the whale chain, it could be AMP whale, but it could also be some kind of uh, LP token like AMP whale whale, uh, for example. Um, we, we prefer the LP token because it, it provides a deeper liquidity and stabili stabilizes the market as well. So the user can lock this kind of token and it will, he will receive uh, voting power for it. So if, if you lock, for example, uh, 10 LP tokens, you will get 10 voting power if you lock it for three weeks. So three weeks is usually our minimum locking period, um, but it's also possible to lock your coins up to two years and then you scale your own voting power. So you can even, even small um, holders of an LP, if, if they believe in a system, they can lock for a longer period, like two years, and leverage um, their own voting power. So they will receive up to 10 times the voting power that they would have received if they only locked three weeks. And this voting power can now be used for different, uh, yeah, gauges, we call them gauges. It's, it's very similar to the Astro Wars or the Curve. Um, if, if you know that, you can, you can lock the Curve token and you can vote for incentives for different pools. And it's, it's very similar to this principle. So, each user can vote for their preferred validators. We, we will still have a whitelisted validator set, but uh, we are very open about who can be onboarded. And uh, we usually only require an application um, from the validator because we need some good contacts. Um, because as a liquid staking derivative provider, um, we need good contacts to the validators. Um, if something is wrong, we, do, we also set up some kind of monitoring as well. Um, if, if a validator gets jailed or slashed, um, th there needs to be some kind of contact between us and, and them uh, really quickly. Yeah, and so the user blocks his funds and receives voting power, and now he can vote something like, I want to give 50% of my voting power to the, to the um, PFC validator, for example, or to SCV security or so, and so on. And he can just split up um, his, yeah, his delegation power he, he receives from the protocol and we will redelegate uh, once a month or every three weeks. Um, it depends on the chain, how, how long the redelegation periods are. And yeah, rebalance the, the delegations based on the voting of all users. Yeah. That's super cool. Um... Sorry, uh, did you want to add something? Yeah, we, we have one more thing, and that's we, we have multiple gauges. So we have one is this kind of vamp gauge, we call it. This is where the user votes. Um, we also have this kind of system. It's, it's called EMP gauge. It, it is, we, we are not sure if, if that will be the right thing, um, but many ecosystems, um, especially bigger ecosystems, go with this kind of delegation program where um, the, the chain owners or uh, the, the chain develop, core developers have some kind of uh, program, some kind of document where they decide um, how delegations are being handled. And th this kind of model is also possible um, with our governance. So it, it could be a weighted model between um, the voting power and also some kind of 
mission-based delegation program, something like, hey, if you are running a valid, if you are running a relayer for the chain, um, you will receive some kind of bonus delegations from Ares protocol. Something like that would be possible, but of course, this is a manual process um, and it is off-chain. So we will probably launch with only the, the user-based voting because it's completely automatic. And if, if you see that, uh, yeah, it, it gets out of hand that some kind of bigger validators or some capital uh, rich uh, clients try to, um, yeah, to try to influence the outcome of, of these kind of um, votings, we can still add it later on. And we, we do have some kind of security parameters, so um, something like the maximum delegation a validator can receive or the minimum delegation um, that is required. So um, we, we still have some control about that. So that, that can't be attacked. Yeah, so I, personally, I think this is a great, you know, a great idea for sure and, and just a better uh, model and setup than what we're seeing now with, with most of the other LSD providers. I mean, effectively what it does is it gives the power to um, to determine the distribution, right, and the validator set um, to the community, right, in, instead of to the, the centralized sort of LSD provider. So, um, you know, and, and not only that, it also basically, you know, is a catalyst and builds out our DeFi ecosystem, right, um, on, on Megalochain. It's, it's fun DGEN stuff that, that you could be doing with your, with your LP tokens. So, um, so I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm really, you know, I think it's a, it's a great idea and I'm, I'm excited to see it built out um, on Megaloo. Yeah, and, and the second part of it is also, and this voting power of the user can also be used on governance proposals. Because for example, on the Terra ecosystem, we, we often see the community uh, cry out, or even on Kuchira, the, the Senate principle is quite similar in my opinion. Um, it's that the validators vote on governance proposals and often don't take that much time to, to analyze them. There are, of course, exceptions. So there are good validators that take really the time. They have even dedicated teams to analyze these kind of governance proposals. But we often get this kind of feedback. So, hey, uh, the, the users can't really have a decision-making process on the chain. And exactly our model allows this because a user can leverage their own voting power and also um, leverage based on the capital that is locked inside the ERIS contracts. So um, he can vote with the full, full delegation or has at least his share of the whole delegation of, of ERIS protocol and can vote for, for his decision. So if he's a LP and part of the community, he has more power and it's, it's not like um, the validators have automatic power over the delegations we give them. Yeah, it's super interesting. Uh, super cool to hear. Um, I'm curious, uh, where do you see this going? For example, you mentioned uh, like the curve comparison, right? Uh, and we had the curve wars, obviously, or still have them with uh, con um, convex finance, uh, I think was it. And uh, do you see like a, a similar mechanism play or a similar dynam dynamic play out um, with, with your model? Well, it's, this, this is very difficult because everything we are doing is quite new. We, we don't know um, if, if it has this kind of product market fit. Um, so of course we, we try to incentivize validators to make some kind of noise to say, hey, here uh, ju just uh, 
put some kind of vote in for our validator and some capital and activate the community a little bit more. Um, the biggest difference is um, we, we try to activate the validators to be involved in the community. This is our goal with that. And uh, the curve model works with incentives and usually incentives um, activate people a lot more. So we, our, our goal set of this kind of war is, of course, mostly the 120 validators or less, I don't know, 80 validators uh, instead of every user. So um, we, we will need to see it. But of course, users that participate have their advantage of uh, that they really have more power in the system. They, they can leverage their own voting power. And if if less people are using it with less capital, you have more control. So it's it's also interesting for users to use, but it's completely new in my opinion. Philip, I'd like to know more about why you decided to um, launch on White Whale or on, on the Megaloot chain and where do you see opportunity for ARES protocol? Uh, then, but, but now I will start uh, leaking alpha if, if, if it's okay for you. <laughs> Feel free. Leak it. Leak whatever you want to leak. Okay, so <laughs> you, some of you might have seen on Astro uh, port um, soon the incentives for Ares protocol will be reduced uh, a lot. So that means that liquidity for Mluna Luna pair will probably be reduced in the future. Um, we always saw Astro port as some kind of liquid staking derivative hub of Terra. And uh, th there is still this kind of other decks that will be coming along in a couple of months, uh, Dexter, and it will be fully uh, Terra focused based on LSDs and will have a similar gauge mechanism uh, to vote for incentives, a lot more market based uh, than what is currently on, on Astroport. Um, but uh, yeah, so White, White Whale, yeah, let's, let's get back uh, into the history a little bit more. Um, back when we started developing, um, White Whale and Ares Protocol were a little bit of competitors even, I would say, because of this kind of slow burn arbitrage mechanism that uh, we wanted to implement. Um, it, it was, I think even at the same time, uh, the White Whale team also um, was implementing um, th this. And it was some kind of race uh, to, to mainnet. But um, over the last year, White Whale has changed their vision a little bit more to this kind of interchain arbitrage, interchain liquidity provisioning system. And this is where it gets really interesting for us because um, we are, of course, um, a liquid stacking derivative provider and we want to yeah, we want to centralize liquidity in a way that it can be accessed from any kind of ecosystem. So ideally, we have some kind of central uh, hub where we can provide our uh, incentives that, or our model, the, uh, how we want to incentivize liquidity, like this kind of AMP governance system. And then we want to have any trader or any liquidation system should go through the same pool. We, we shouldn't have 10 different liquidity pools and 10 different protocols um, about this liquidity because it takes a lot of time from us. And uh, yeah, White Whale is in a unique position with this kind of Megaloot chain um, that it can distribute liquid staking derivative uh, liquidity around Cosmos. And th this is something um, I'm really excited about what you're building. Makes total sense. Um, maybe for context. So with the ambitions of Ares, integrating with different DEXs on different chains becomes a lot of manual work. You know, you need to 
integrate with Astroport on Luna and let's say win decks on, on Juno and this decks on that chain. And having the satellite markets everywhere just opened up easy integrations. Basically, you do it once for one chain and then you can deploy contracts and have easy integrations with other chains. And that's a very um, convenient point for um, vertical integrations. Yeah, and, and the second part that makes Migaloo super interesting for us is, of course, uh, the Alliance module. And um, if, if you continue in the speed, you will be probably the first chain uh, that activates Alliance module. Um, we are already ready for the launch of Alliance module. So Mpluna is already on Migaloo chain. Um, it could be launched probably very soonish. Um, and this is something we also, it's, it's, it's something completely new. And I, I think many, uh, yeah, it, it will be interesting economically. So how the rewards will be shared between, for example, Mpluna and Whale holders. And of course, this part will also make it a lot more compli complicated how we uh, auto compound rewards. And we have already prepared um, for this as well. So um, yeah, we are almost launch ready on Migaloo chain. Yeah, and I'll just I'll make one comment too on on this topic. Um, I'm glad you brought up Astroport. I was actually gonna going to um, ask you about that, but I think one of the things one of one of the points that I would like to make right is so um, so there will be a a, a B or an amp whale whale pool on um, you know on our decks right on Migaloo chain just like there's the the amp luna luna pool right now that's that's under fire on astroport um one of the things that we can do that astroport really can't right and and i don't think Terra would um but we can seed that pool with with foundation whale right we can see so basically we could we can mint you know amp whale and pair it up with whale um and we could seed the pool from you know and this and this comes from our Alliance, right? Um, you know, and and so that basically takes that issue off the table, right? At, at least for now. Now, obviously, we want it to be um, LP'd from grassroots, right? Eventually, but you know that that takes that issue off the table. You know, it 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 just does because it, you know uh, you know in Ashraport's defense, it you know right now because the the utilities for LSDs haven't been built out yet and are still being built out yet it's it's not an efficient pool right it's it's not a that the incentives aren't efficient for them there and and that's where they're coming from and that's certainly understandable um but the point is this is that we can we can see the pool while the utilities for amp luna are being built out while it's being listed as collateral you know and and um you know alliance whitelisted for alliance staking on these different chains and there's all these different utilities playing out um that that issue is settled so just a point to make yeah and i i also find it quite interesting and uh, i think probably most have not thought about yet um, we will, of course, start listing other um, liquid staking derivative pairs on Migaloo. So it will be something like uh, AmpWhale connected to AmpLuna. Um, right, that's and, right. Yeah. And this yeah. is something also quite new in, in the Cosmos ecosystem, or at least we don't have any kind of DEX that is fully focused on providing these kind of liquid staking derivative pairs. And yeah, exactly. it's, it's most yeah, capital exactly efficient, right. in my opinion. Right. Yeah, it, it is. And that's so that's what I really see. Um, 
you know, burgeoning on the on the white whale decks on Migaloo, is it becoming, a, and you use the term, like a, like an LSD hub? So, for example, then, because we have a we have a whale amp whale pool that's that's already seeded and there's decent liquidity in it. And by the way, that doesn't really hurt the liquid supply if we do that from foundation because it's just a pool and it's one for one. You know, it's basically you're swapping one for the other. Um, but anyways, you know, we could then focus our incentives on pools like an amp whale amp luna pool right which we'll need because um rather than bridging bridging amp luna over or ibc sending it over people can just swap for it you know on our chain and then and then stake the amp um you know the amp luna to white whale so i think that makes a lot of sense to incentivize a pool like that and then you have this pool which both of the assets are are lsds and auto compounding right so there's there's already this buy pressure right there's already this increasing in value on both sides of the lp um you know so so um people are kind of incentivized to lp it from a lot of different ways right so i think uh you know an amp whale amp luna pool makes a lot of sense and it would be you know would make sense to to incentivize totally and and adding to this um as you correctly said sebastian there is right now little to no use for lsds besides pooling it somewhere but this is changing with alliance and we have almost half, more than half a dozen of candidates we want to enter alliances with. So just by, by having those alliances, there's suddenly a use case for all these LSDs to be staked on our chain. And this will drag a lot of different liquid staking tokens into Migaloo. So not only Luna, but also Liquid Atom, Liquid Juno, you know, all the different chains where we have, have our satellite markets. And this will open up a lot of a lot of trading, obviously, and also um, you know, leads to a high TVL on chain. And I think with Alliance, we can create a lot of demand for LSDs. And I'm curious to to learn, Philip, um, how how are you going to scale to that demand? Because we're interested in in, in Juno, in, in Terra, in Chihuahua, in Injective in really a lot of chains because we have these satellite markets on them. We have validators on them. We're really close with them. Um, how do you think um, Eris can scale to meet that demand? Yeah, to, to be honest, our contracts are mostly ready already for most of the Cosmos chains. So any chain that is running Cosmvasm um, ca can be integrated quite quickly. Um, that means we are already on Juno. Um, we will be on Say, uh, we will soon be on Coochie, and uh, as far as I can see, we will also be in, soon be on Huawei. So it's very, very simple for us to, to scale this kind of model uh, to different chains. And usually we, we always, the, currently the, the, the difficult part is uh, we don't have this kind of demand for a specific token. Like you said, there is not much to do right now with with these kind of tokens. Um, but uh, based on some kind of feedback, we are, have already received um, multiple uh, protocols wanting to integrate Amptuno, for example. Uh, for example, bringing it back to Terra, using it in Kevin protocol, or the same with uh, Demex and Nitron. So. Um, th these kind of liquid staking derivatives, they, they will be the base uh, token that will be used across DeFi. So 
for us, of course, it's it's possible to bring any kind of token over to to Migalu chain quite easily, in my opinion. And I think that just highlights the the symbiotic relationship that um, we're in the process of creating here between Migalu and and Eris protocol, where we create demand, and Eris can you know fill the demand, and this you know leads to a situation where both protocols both communities profit off it and i think that's that's you know the favorite or the best situation you can be in when when both have a win-win situation yeah totally super cool um what uh, use cases do you foresee for liquid uh, staking derivatives other than um staking it on on an alliance chain uh, any ideas, thoughts about that? Uh, there, there, there are so many crazy uh, use cases really for liquid staking. But I, I would go this this far and not talk about liquid staking. I would talk, more talk about yield generating tokens because they, they can be the same kind of asset class, in my opinion. Um, because you can, our MP extractor, it, it is not used by anyone because you can only donate part of your yield. But what you can do with, uh, yeah, with, with yield-based token is you can always split up uh, the yield into, you, you can split up the yield part and the principal part. Similar to what Prism is doing, um, this is what we have tried with our uh, AMP uh, uh, extractor. And you can build some, some crazy things like DCAing, you, you, you just need to think of of something, and you can any you can deploy any kind of payment stream as well. So something like you deposit Amp Luna, Amp Rail into uh, some kind of pool. You mint some NFT, and this kind of NFT is a portfolio. So now you have some kind of principle in this portfolio, and you can extract the yield out of this portfolio, and the yield can be transformed into something different. For example, if you take take a look at what is mass protocol right now, you can deposit and get this kind of huge APY, uh, but you can't use mass yet, but you use the mass uh, rewards and deposit them, for example, in the osmosis pool between mass and osmo to, to get more yield. And this kind of transformation process can fully be automated with these kind of yield bearing tokens. That means you can split up any kind of yield and also do some kind of portfolio building. Let, let's say you have the, your yield sources and you can define your portfolio. You want to hold 30% uh, Bitcoin, 20% Ethereum, and so on, and so on, and so on. And you can automatically convert this in this kind of portfolio NFT. And if you have this also, you can, you can also sell your yield, so something similar what Prism is doing or will be doing um, on, on their chain probably, is that you, you have this kind of uh, sell and you, you can sell your NFT, your portfolio NFT, you will still uh, own the principle of this kind of NFT, but you sell the yield to someone different. So you can have these kind of crazy NFT uh, marketplaces where whales can sell their I don't know, USDC, USDT, uh, APY to someone else for a year or something like that. So it's it's very crazy what you can do with yield. We, we are very, very in the beginning of that, in my opinion. Totally agreed. And I think another thing that will you know pop up pretty pretty soon is self-repaying loans. Um, that you know you put in some yield generating token, and with a principal or with a 
revenue generates, you pay off the loan. And that opens up, you know, interesting and risk or almost riskless leverage. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, we, we are also working on a similar product right now. Um, it's, it's called MZ and it's it's based on offset so um r right now on on terra you have the issue that most of the liquidity is locked in this kind of vesting process and you, you still have to claim manually your rewards and deposit them and so on or you need to manually unstack to have it access and we, we want to to enable a way for users to automatically use their kind of yield that is dropping in in their wallets and be deposited um, into some kind of DeFi products or like you said, repaying loans or topping up collateral or depositing into Astroport LPs and so on. And this is something we are also, yeah, the, the development is finished, but we of course need some kind of audit and are in the progress um, of, of, of starting the audit already. We have to have the code already for that. And you will be able to to use it to yeah to do this kind of transformation stuff as well. And um, so, some kind of byproduct of this, by the way, is is, is a DCA possibility. So you you have your uh, natively staked tokens that generate some kind of yield through claiming rewards. And you can say, for example, hey, I want to claim the rewards daily or weekly and deposit them into Astroport. Uh, Astro USDC pool or something like that, and you farm Astro incentives. And then you have the next automation, and it says, "Hey, I want to uh, to claim the Astro rewards uh, weekly, and I want to deposit them into M Luna Luna pool or something like that." And these kind of automations um, is also something we we want to um, to provide the user with. Where can I sign up for this? <laughs> it's it's not yet ready. Uh, but we, we made a small preview in one of these kind of office hours uh, of, of of Terra, and uh, yeah, we will probably launch it in in one to two months. Really, it's 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 really finished, uh, and only waiting for the audit. I can give you access to the beta, but uh, unaudited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah stuff so we are doing there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the possibilities are just wild. So, I mean, just on another, you know, another possibility, right, when it comes to to loans and, and self-repaying loans and collateral. So, I mean, if you think about it, right, any asset that we whitelist as a stakeable asset on Migaloo chain, right, when we when we implement the, the uh, Alliance module, let's say we whitelist, you know, our, L, our own LP token, right? So whale USDC, right? Um, or for example, we're working on, we've, we've mentioned we're working on a three pool, right? And that's that's in the process of being audited and, and coming soon. So let's say there's an LP token for the three pool um, and we whitelist that as a <clears throat> as a stakeable asset on Migaloo chain. Let's say the community votes to whitelist it and allocate it some of the, the um, emission rewards. Basically any of these whitelisted assets can be turned into an LSD, right? So you could have AMP um, LP3 of the three pool, right? Or, or AMP LP of the whale USDC. So you could almost, you know, not only could we have an AMP whale right um an lsd of whale but we can have an lsd of anything that's stakeable on whale right so now when you think about that just imagine um you know an lp token 
of a three pool of a, th- a three pool stable pool. So three stable coins, right? That, you know, you could stake, get an LS stake with Eris, get an LSD token from, so you can get a, get a token that's uh, appreciating, right? Accumulating rewards. Um, and then you could use that as collateral to borrow against, right? So then you can get this accumulating, aggregating asset that's stable, right? And growing, that's stable coins and growing, and that's collateral. So that could turn into a self-repaying loan or or any kind of those things. And really the, the only risk you have then is if is if one of the stables depegs, right? That's that's the risk you have. Otherwise it's a stable coin collateral. So again, the the possibilities are just um they're astounding. Yeah, you know, it's, to, to be it's super crazy. Also, uh, on the other side, because uh, if if we receive assets as a liquid staking provider, we now need to think about to swap them back into the native token or the the underlying token that we want to auto compound, like you said. And we we already have that in our contracts to to also split up LPs. So because we can receive LP tokens as an as a yeah, staking reward, really, we need to think about splitting it up and converting it back to whale and restake or empire. But of course, your your use case is also right. You you could do liquid staking for for other uh, assets as well. And um, what what we are also thinking about already is um, even some kind of optimization process because. Um, it would be based on the governance settings of Alliance, it could be most beneficial to hold a uh, certain amount of assets um, to to get the most rewards out of this. So for example, if nobody stakes Mpluna uh, on the Migalo chain, it would make sense to allocate some Mpluna to receive uh, a part of the token inflation. Um, and it, it, it will be very interesting uh, economically. Uh, like I said, it's 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 uncharted waters, and it will get crazy. Talking about crazy, with so many, I think with with mesh security and which is still a little bit out, but interchain alliance specifically, um, these technologies will, I believe, change the face of the whole, you know, interchain ecosystem, to the same degree that IBC. So you know, the, the connection between the chains itself transformed it. And I'd like to hear, um, Philip, your opinion on how do you think once Alliance picks up, so Migalo is spearheading this a little bit, but let's say there are other chains too, and you can you know, suddenly stake 10 different tokens on Migalo and a couple of other tokens on Terra and so on. How do you think that will change um, you know, the way we operate, with the way we do DeFi? Yeah, I think the most important part about that is the user experience, because right now there's this game of alliance on the Terra network. They are they are very early regarding checking out the uh, yeah the, the possibilities uh, of alliance because of course they they developed it um, and also the user interaction process because it it needs to be very easy to use. It needs to be from one wallet. Um, th- this will be very hard to accomplish, in my opinion, and there, there is still a lot to, to develop to, to make this kind of user experience great. Um, but uh, I am not an economist, so I can't make any decisions on, on how, how it will affect token prices. Or I, I think there will be a supply shock, really, because more tokens will be staked. Um, more tokens will be locked in, in this kind of uh, staking mechanisms. Um, it, w- it will be get really interesting. 
Oh, th those were some brain brainstorming sessions. That's that's awesome, guys. Uh, love to hear it. Love to hear it as a DJ. Um, by the way, uh, for our audience, uh, if you have any questions, uh, you can request to speak, and I'll get you up on stage, so you will have a chance to to ask questions. So feel free to request anytime. You were saying yeah, and while while we're, while we're waiting for questions, I think we covered most of um most of the grounds right that we needed to for now. We could take some questions, um, but I I did want to just comment um once again on the airdrop right because that's by far the the most questions that we're getting, um you know, and I just I just want to be clear and and um give you guys updates there so um you know now that the chain is live and we're sort of ironing out a few kinks um i think next week we will we will really focus on the airdrop um and and get it done as soon as possible one thing that i would just ask you to keep in mind is that this isn't a vanilla airdrop right we're actually dropping to six different chains right so um you know it's and and you know one of those is is to v1 holders which includes you know pylon stakers and and all these different things so um it, you know it's it's a bit complex right um so i would ask you guys to be patient we want to get the airdrop out as soon as possible um you know but but um it's it's going to take how long it takes right it's just going to take how long it takes so so bear with us and as we tweeted yesterday you still have time to stake to us um you could stake to any of our validators on any of the chains we have liquidity hubs on and that will get you double the airdrop right you'll earn double the airdrop and we are working right now on firing up a cosmos validator on the hub um which you could stake to you know hopefully get us into the active set right and you'll also get double um you know double the airdrop for for that for staking there as well um so so yeah but but that's the airdrop is eminent and it'll we're 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 on it but it'll it'll be when we get there right one thing i like to talk about um you know going back to Eris here when we when we first had our conversation with Eris and and you know philip explained the way um Eris works it, it really convinced me when he explained his governance module and i like to highlight this that so one issue we had with selecting suitable liquid staking providers is that you know you have these these other chains that you know get you know inflow of your tokens and a token attached to it and they extract a lot of value and effectively another token another ecosystem is strongly influencing your governance your and, and the way the active set looks and when philip mentioned that they their governance is based on gauges on the on the for example whale amp whale pool or just whale and just amp whale uh, this re really clicked with me and you know right after the meeting i, I said to sebastian that we really ne need to get those guys on board because their solution is really exactly what i was looking for even though i didn't know what i was looking for but you know philip had it already so that's really what what you know stuck with me was, yeah that's why i was so convinced it's, it's it's super crazy because if you take a look at token allocations let's take example the stride token allocations um it's 50 percent owned by um contributors uh, partners 
and strategic investment. So that means you have this kind of uh, group of people that have full control over the whole delegation and the governance uh, they are uh, they are controlling. That means they they have full control of the ten million dollars of funds that they have on these different chains. And in in our opinion. Um, the user should still have this kind of voting right um, because he, if, if he's using liquid staking, um, it's, it's still his asset in, in our contract. And that means also the kind of governance and delegation power still own, is being owned by the, by the user itself. Yeah, I think that was that was certainly something that we were both um, found very compelling, you know, and, and it's just a better model. It's more equitable and it, it gives the power to the community. Right. Um, and, I, you know, I'll say this, too. Um, you know, we've selected you guys, you know, Eris and Backbone Labs. Right. And um, I think that. Now, honestly, I, I don't see you guys as competitors. Right. I think it's complimentary because they're really going to be focused on the NFT scene on Migaloo chain, right? And their, their skeleton NFTs and, and they kind of serve a, a niche community that, that likes to stake their NFTs, get rewards and things like that. And you guys really are more building out our, our DeFi, right? Or at least jumpstarting and kicking it off with these gauges and, and community run um, distribution. So I think it's a, it's a very good balance to be honest with you. And I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to have both of you guys on board. Awesome. Yeah, I, I was laughing before because uh, you, you, the host said something about uh, yeah, it's, it's it's super easy or something, and uh, or, or about the questions. And yeah, the last time I, I showed the model to, to to a friend, and and he said something like, "Oh, exactly five people will understand what you guys are doing, and it's it's awesome what you're doing, but nobody will understand." And this is also something uh, we will need to work in in the future, of course. So. To, to to show how alliance works because it's it's very complicated it can get very complicated and what this kind of governance system we are deploying as well so I, I really hope that some of the community comes up here and and ask some question if, if something is open well at least five people understood your idea I think it took us half a year to get five people outside of the team to understand it <laughs> that's good. But it, we know exactly the spot you're in. So if you're doing innovative stuff it, it, that goes beyond um, you know, swap here, swap there, stake here, stake there, um, it, it takes a while. And people, I think, need to see it live in action and working with nice user interfaces to fully grasp the dynamic and the and what's actually happening there. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's, it's, it's always... <laughs> It's it's always a challenge uh, to to get uh, to wrap your head around these these concepts, um, especially since we're like one of the first interchain protocols or the first interchain protocol. Uh, it really takes some time, you know, to to realize all the possibilities, and um, especially now, uh, right now, with the alliance um, collaborations and what's possible there so um yeah but we will educate the community community and uh i, I think we we are on the right path yeah yeah i mean it's, it's a, a challenge that we've faced you know because 
because of the complexity, um, you know, we, we get it, we understand what we're building, but we're doing this all day, every day. So, and, and honestly, the burden is on us to sort of distill it down to something that's, that's easily understandable. It's just, it's just difficult to do, but I will say this, that, um, you know, people are starting to get it right. And if you're, if you're in this space, that means you're putting in the effort and actually taking the time and listen and hearing the ideas and the possibilities of this. So, um, you know, I, I commend you for that, but I do think that people are starting to catch on and see how powerful um, these models are and, and the potential. Since, since we got a couple of minutes, so if anybody has questions, feel free to come up. Um, in the meantime, so I see our lead smart contract, Dev Kerberos is here. Um, so we just, um, had the first LP tokens minted on the token factory. So that's very interesting. I know um, Juno has been working on the token factory for quite a while, and it should be in their next release. But we have it live on Migaloo. So all the tokens, um, at least from our application, will be native. And this will make cross-chain experience in the interchain more seamlessly. And I'd like to um, applaud Philip on catching the first code ID on the Migaloo chain. So every contract has an ID, like a number, one, two, three, four, five. And it depends on, you know, if you're the first, you get one, and the second, you get two, and so on. And Eris got the first. So they uploaded their contracts even before us, and now they're number one. So yeah, that, that. that was great when I saw it. <laughs> but uh, I also wanted to be the first to mint the, the DUNOME, the, the new one because we also will deploy with the token factory, uh, but unfortunately there's some governance parameters need to be changed, so it, it will take a week probably for us. <laughs> yeah, so the first proposal on Migaloo is live to vote, so um, you can check how that is um, developing, and it fixes some parameter misconfiguration in the token factory. And to be fair, we minted the token on a local testnet with the correct parameters, and for the actual mainnet first LP token mint on Megaloo, we have to wait a week until the proposal passed. Nevertheless, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, so that just happened like maybe an hour ago, right? Is And we think that it is, as far as we know that it's the first LP token minted on the Cosmos that's a native token. We think it's it's the first. So that was a, that was a big deal that we're excited about. Any questions? Yeah, uh, drop uh, nice, nice. Dropping the latest alpha here. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, seems uh, that our communities does not have any questions right now. So um, I think uh, we can wrap it up soon. Um, any last word words from you from your guys that you want to share? Um, go ahead. Yeah. No. I. I think. I think we covered a lot of ground here, you know, um, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, same here. Awesome to be here. Uh, we are looking forward to launching on Miodo, hopefully in the next uh, week, in one week. Idea, idea. Exciting stuff, exciting stuff. All right. Uh, thank you, uh, Philip, for uh, attending our spaces. Um, thanks, Sam, and Sebastian, for taking the time. Um, yeah. 
see you all guys in the next one uh, remember stay to our, to our validators and get double the airdrop and um yeah um see, see you in the next thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was eris protocol comes to migaloo powered by white whale recorded on thursday february 16th 2023 for terraspaces.org thanks for listening if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support now. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay, Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room, sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handed reports in The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Big thinking energy always gets the best of me when I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes. Gotta mix and match, flip the lash, letting rhythm scratch. No shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed. Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash. Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch. Better let the missus know where you hit the stash. Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps. Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines. And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies. Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise. Chastise into digging holes in the back nine. The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view. Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop. Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good. So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two.